Once you live in the 716, Buffalo sports is ingrained in your soul. No matter where you are, we always remember the roots that helped us grow. Don't let where you live or the people around you stop you from showing your Buffalo pride. Join us Buffalonians as we talk all things sports in the 716 on the Buffalo Loyal Podcast. Circles the way, like the Buffalo Bills. I'm your host, Nick English, alongside my co-host, Andrew Ogwich. No matter where we are, no matter the heartbreak, we will always remain Buffalo loyal. This is the Buffalo Loyal Podcast. Appreciate everyone for tuning in each and every week, coming to you on a Friday night. Um little more content this week than we have in the past few weeks. A lot going on. Um, Bandits are going to be playing for a championship here in the coming days. Uh, some Saber stuff as well as a Jack Eichel first Sam Reinhart, most likely Stanley Cup final. And then some Bills OTAs and a potential DeAndre Hopkins landing spot. Um, but first and foremost, before we get started with that, Andrew, how are you doing on this lovely uh, Friday evening as we get one day closer to bandit land and one day closer to the bill season kicking off. Yeah, I'm doing good, Nick. Uh, like you said, there's a, a lot going on, so, you know, don't, uh, don't have to stay idle a lot to kind of keep your attention and, and uh, pay attention to. So we're, uh, we're getting closer to the summer starting officially with Memorial day weekend and, uh, um, football training camp, all that will be here before you know it. Yeah, and you know, Sabers typically aren't too busy this time of year, but it seems like there's a lot surrounding the team as a whole right now. Um, mm-hmm. They just announced the re-signing of Kyle Oposo, the captain, one year, two point five million dollar deal. Um, I personally like that. Uh, then you have the I IIHF World Championships going on. And all of the Sabres who are participating uh, are in the semifinals. You have J.J. Paterka on Germany, Jack Quinn, Peyton Krebs, Devin Levi on Canada. And then obviously you have uh, Alex Tuck on Team USA, all doing really well. J.J. Paterka's kind of taking the tournament by storm, leading Team Germany in points. He's kind of fitting that mold similar to Dylan Cousins uh, last year, kind of taking over the world championships and prolonging that into hopefully a really big year next year. Um, And then obviously the big thing going on as far as the NHL playoffs right now, the Florida Panthers, the team that just finished just shy of, or ahead of Buffalo, excuse me, um, to get into the playoffs. A lot of people are throwing around the uh, scream grab of the standings or the Alex Tuck being offside by just a centimeter. um, What could have been maybe for the Sabres, but uh, Sam Reinhart and Brandon Montour are in for the Panthers. Um, the Dallas Stars were able to keep their season alive last night, but Vegas is up in that series 3-1. to one. So more than likely, we are going to be seeing a Jack Eichel for Sam Reinhart Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, a lot of Sabres fans feeling different about it. A lot of Sabres fans are going to kind of hate watch it. Um, I'm kind of in the middle, um, but... It seems like we're kind of heading that route. But before we kind of talk about that, Andrew, give me your first thoughts on the bringing back of Oposo and what you've seen, um, if any, from the IHF and just some of the players like Quinn and Paterka that you've seen or Tuck for that matter. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm glad they <clears throat> excuse me, I'm glad they're bringing back Oposo, right? He's one of those glue guys in the locker room. We've talked about this in the past. It's important to have those veterans who right? I mean Kyle Oposo is not a showstopper by any means, but he knows what it means to be a Buffalo Saber. He knows what it means to wear that sweater and he just it, it's part of that culture that they're building, right? Especially with these young guys, it's important to have these older guys around that know the direction this organization is going in. They've seen it from when it was really bad to now where we are. So uh, I'm glad they're keeping him. It's a one-year deal, not too much money. It, I think it's perfect for both sides. Um, you know, see how much left he has in the tank and and what we can get out of him for this next year and, and right, hopefully break that drought and um, keep building momentum into the future. So I'm really happy for it. Um, I think it's a great, a great move all around and um, glad he's going to be back for this next season. As far as the young guys uh, playing in the tournament, I love it, right? I mean, you got a bunch of guys spread out all over, all, all over the place in this tournament. And they're showing up. I mean, their names are everywhere. Everyone's scoring goals. Taku's scoring goals. You know, Krebs is making plays. Even Devin Levi's getting wins. Um, like you said, Quinn, JJ, everyone is making highlight plays. And that just, right, it, it kind of warms your heart knowing that these young guys who are this kind of core young uh, section of your roster are going out and doing what they did during the season on an international level, Um against each other with each other, you know, with each other um, and just continuing uh, to develop and get better and better and, and hone in their, their craft. Um, and it's, it's nice to see, right. You want your guys to go out, play in these tournaments and make a splash and then come back with a bunch of different lessons from different players they're playing with, right. Maybe they pick up a different technique or they um, fine tune some of the things they were trying to do during the season. So um I, I love seeing their names pop up on my Twitter timeline and, and highlights of them and, and different countries, sweaters and stuff. So I'm all for it. It's, it's great to see. It's great to see that Devin Levi is still um, continuing with his winning ways, uh, even in the tournament. So it, I'm all for it. Let's keep getting as, as you know, uh, as many reps as you can keep fine tuning your skills and, come back together as a one team as the Buffalo Sabres and kind of put that all together, you know, share notes with what you've learned over the summer and stuff. So I'm all for it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think team Canada fans are actually wanting to see more of Levi. He got mm -hmm. a win in his start and then they lost in a shootout. They're only lost in the prelims and Levi didn't play um, and he didn't play yesterday. So I think a lot more people want to see him in that, considering he's been the one that seems like he's been the most consistent, at least. And I'd also be reminisced before we kind of get to Eichel Reinhardt. Uh, I can't believe I forgot about this, but the Rochester Americans, they're on quite the run. Uh, Matt Savoy, the number one pick for the Sabres last year, just got put on the team um, and played yesterday. They did lose 2-0, but um, they split. Um, so they're going back home to Rochester now with a chance to go to the Calder Cup, you know, if they can get this series win. But uh, they've been signing a lot of guys to entry-level contracts. Seems like mm -hmm. Rochester is going to be super, super good next year. Must-see TV if you can watch it um, or go to the games. And, yeah, Malcolm Subban, I know, you know, Andrew, you were a guy or someone that talked about him a lot last year mm -hmm. as far as just being a guy that can – be down and really mentor a lot of the guys in Rochester. He's been awesome um, in the AHL playoffs so far, but um, the pipeline in Buffalo is 
super strong. A lot of these yeah. guys are going to be the ones playing in the IHFs in the future. Um, but yeah, definitely don't want to miss talking about Rochester either because they've been on a heater. Yeah, it's it's a great sign when uh, when they're having success and it's continued success too, right? Um, second year in a row, they're going far in the playoffs. Um, Got to try to wrap up this series against Hershey. Um, but I mean, it's 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 a great sign, right? This is exactly what you want from your farm team. Um, and this happened earlier, uh, right before the Sabers went on their run in 0607. Rochester had a, a great couple of years leading up to it with Ryan Miller and um, right. Derek Roy, I think was down there. Palmville was down there at that time. Um, right. They start to come up. You start to fill out your roster with these guys and um, you know, and it pays off dividends for you. So um, all things are, are pointing in the right direction for this entire organization and um, shout out to Rochester, right. Let's hope they uh, can come back to Rochester, like you said, and for games, three and four and, and try to go up on Hershey and, and get this taken care of and, and move on. Yeah. And it was nice to uh, knock out Toronto in the last mm-hmm. round uh, in embarrassing fashion. So that's always great. Um, speaking of Toronto, Sam Reinhart kind of doing the Buffalo revenge tour along his mm-hmm. playoff run, uh, making everyone in the city of Buffalo proud with taking out Boston, ruining Bruins fans lives, taking out Toronto in the second round. And then, Anyone who was a Sabres fan, uh, you know, in the 2000s, being able to beat the Carolina Hurricanes was, especially with Rob Brindamore, uh, was a huge win uh, last night. Now, Eric Stahl being on that team is a little bittersweet, especially considering people forget he was a Sabre for a hot second, probably one of the grossest Sabres jerseys you could ever own. Um, but, yeah, we are we are headed for a Reinhardt and Eichel final Um I'm excited for it. Um, It's definitely a little bit unique just from the standpoint of we already had the Ryan O'Reilly thing, and now we're kind of getting the dividends with Tage Thompson. Uh, It took a few years, um, but it does already seem like in the deals we made um, with both of those teams, whether it's Tuck and Krebs in the first-round pick and the second-rounder as well with Jordan Greenway, or the Sam Reinhardt deal where you end up drafting Yuri Kulich and Devin Levi in the trade. Um, it seems like it's kind of a win-win so far all the way around. Um, obviously, I think I'm going to be rooting for the Panthers because I'd love to see Sam Reinhardt hoist a cup. And he's kind of sneakily had a great playoffs. I know, obviously, Matthew Kachuk and Bobrovsky are stealing the show, and rightfully so, but... Um, after those two guys, I think you'd have to look at Sam Reinhardt as that third guy that's kind of carried them when they needed. He scored a lot of big goals. He had the overtime winner, um, you know, against, I believe, in Toronto in the second round series. And he's just been awesome. He had a great pass like a Chuck for the OT win um, against the Canes in this series. Um, he's just been great all around. Um, Eichel's been a little more quiet in this series, uh, goal scoring wise, but um love him or hate him he has been pretty dominant so far um in the playoffs for them and it's been one of their two best players him and Marceau have really good um connections so once Vegas probably closes this out even though it'd be really funny if they choke this away being up 3-0 um if it is Eichel first Reinhardt and Montour in the finals who are you rooting for and are you going to be like hate watching it or what are your kind of feelings around it? You kind of just, you know, whatever it's over, it's done with, you know, if Jack succeeds, whatever it may be, but what are you feeling, Andrew? 
I hope nothing good ever happens to Jack Eichel. Uh, I think I've been pretty firm on that opinion and that stance. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for Dallas right now. You, you claim to think, you know, you, you think it's over. Uh, I say, you know, nothing's over until, uh, until it's over. So there's still a chance. There's still a chance. They could still come back. Uh, looked feisty in the overtime win uh, last night, Thursday night. So, hey, you never know, Nick, what could happen. Um, Jack could, you know, spend all night on a bender and, you know, do one too many lines of Coke, misses the bus or the plane, and it all falls apart for him. So, fingers crossed that that happens. But if it doesn't happen, um, yeah, of course, I want Ryan Hart and the Florida Panthers to win. Oh, my God, of course, I want them to win. Um, I like – I like Ryan Reinhardt. I know you love him. I think most of Buffalo is in that place where there's no, you know, ill feelings towards Sam Reinhardt, right? I mean, he didn't leave in a firestorm, right? Like, I think there's no love loss or, you know, there's no hard feelings between the two. Um, and, uh, I mean, the Panthers, right, snuck in, took what could have been our spot. So, um, yeah, I guess I'd like to see them kind of go all the way and, and take it. Um, cause that could be right. Like this Panthers team could be what the Sabres are next year, the, the year after who knows, right. Um, there's no way that, you know, if the Sabres somehow beat out the, you know, the Panthers for that spot, there's no way the Sabres would have been in the spot this year. Um, so right. It would have been nice. It, it, it's nice to see them kind of make the most of it, right? Make the most of the spot that could have been ours, that could have been the drought ending. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see them go all the way um, for all those reasons I mentioned. And uh, I do think Sam Reinhart deserves it way more than, you know, piece of shit Eichel. So um, it's a fun team to watch. Florida Panthers are. They play a really physical brand of hockey. Um, they got a lot going for them. So, um Right. It's they're kind of playing with house money at this point. So I think whoever wins the Vegas Dallas um, uh, series, I think is going to have their hands full for sure. Right. Florida is not going to go down easy. Um, so uh, there's definitely some good hockey coming no matter what happens. So I'm looking forward to it. Will I hate watch it or sit down, you know, scheduled TV tuning? Probably not. I'll definitely keep an eye on things, um, but I'm not going to sit down, especially if Jack's in it. I just, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. I don't have to see him. Is that petty of me? Yeah. Should I get over it at this point? Probably, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so um, if they go down and right, like it's an elimination game. Absolutely. I'll watch that. L would love to see Jack Eichel cry because he lost his cup. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but yeah, no Florida all the way. They're playing great hockey. Um, and, and right. I, you can only hope that that'll be the Sabres in the coming years. Yeah. I mean, the point with Sam runner, I mean, if you remember during one of like the beyond blue and golds during the trade, when they actually end up trading him, Reinhardt literally calls Kevin Adams back and like, thanks him for his time and wishes it mm -hmm. could have like ended better. Um, and yeah, there's if Vegas does get through, it's going to be a monumental series for Eichel's career. I mean, the guy that forced way out of Buffalo has a shitty first year there, finally gets healthy, gets to the cup final and staring right across from him is Matt Kachuk, who's made the case right now that he might be the best American player in the game right now, even more so than Austin Matthews, which don't think going into the year anyone would say that a lot of people might still argue that, but Kachuk's making a great case for it. 
And if he goes into the finals and doesn't produce, um, and who knows, NHL is very weird unless you're a team like Tampa where you're there year after year. It's very hard to get back there. Um, it seems like the NHL is better than a lot of leagues as far as diversity in that aspect. Um, you know, maybe Eichel never gets back there and the Sabres still win one before him, which would be awesome. Fingers crossed. So, um, yeah, it's going to be – it'll be interesting to see what happens, but um, definitely a lot to keep an eye on uh, going forward with the Sabres um, with their young players and seeing what's going to happen um, for next year and the coming years, especially with – Coolidge and Savoy and these guys playing as well as they are um, at the HL. I mean, Coolidge is lighting up the playoffs similar to Paterka did his uh, his only year in Rochester. So we'll mm-hmm. see if he makes the team out of camp this year um, or, you know, we'll see when he comes up. But um, definitely a lot to be excited about um, with the Sabres. Um, but right now it's kind of bandit land time. Going into the finals, game one tomorrow. Um, Andrew? How are you feeling? What are the vibes? What's the preview for game one looking like? What are you looking for? Um, I know Dane Smith got named to the first team today, I believe, for uh, PLL for, like, first team all pro, whatever. Um, Obviously, him and Josh Byrne have kind of carried the load for this team. Obviously, we all know that Matt Vince needs to step it up. Um, Tohoka Nanakote seems like maybe he might be an X factor in this series. What are we thinking? Yeah, I think I think it's still a case of the Bandits have gotten hot at the right time. Um, 100%. I still believe that this is a high-powered team that absolutely just waltz their way into the finals. Um, and it, it's it's totally different than it was the year, you know, last year and the year before that, right? During that time, and I talked about this um, previously, those seasons, they were so hot during the regular season. They were dominant during the regular season. Everything was clicking for them. They could do no wrong. Then they started to taper off as the season wore on towards the end and into the playoffs, and they were just dragging themselves to the finish line. That's not the case this year. This year, it was a rough regular season for them. I mean, you heard me talk about it throughout the whole season. Um, but then playoffs came, and they have shown up incredibly well with a vengeance. I mean, they are taking no prisoners. Um, they are determined to break this, you know, drought to get over this hump to finally get this championship win. Um, right. It's been quite some time since that's happened 2008. Um, or yeah, it's been some time since the last finals forum. So um, they are determined to get it taken care of to just make it happen. And Colorado is a very good team. They match up very well against this bandits team. Dylan Ward, their goalie is outstanding. He is incredible. He, um, right. Is can be, and, and was last year for sure. This bandits offense kryptonite, they just could not find a way to score on him. He's so good. Um, so they're going to have their hands full They're They are going to need to be crisp with their passing take the chances, take the opportunities that are in front of them, um, score first, score fast, score often, and just pelt Dylan Ward with shots, right? Like you, you, and you have to connect on them, right? None of these um, silly little kind of trick things. Like let's just play solid lacrosse and try to just outscore them. Um, Then on the defensive side, you're going to have to be firm. And and they, they proved that they could do this against 
Toronto. Um, Toronto is a very physical team, very physical team. They like to crash the net, crash the crease, and the Bandits defense held out very well. They built that arch in front of Matt Vince, limited the amount of crossers going through the crease and and, and guys flying in at Matt Vince um, when they were on offense. And, you know, the, the Bandits defense did really, really well um, – of kind of keeping things clean in front of Matt Vince. They're going to have to do that again this um, this this round for the finals. Uh, Colorado can score from any angle. They have incredible shooters. Um, they are very tricky with their passes. So it is going to be all hands on deck. Um, this is a very close matchup. Like I said, these two two teams are very similar to each other. It's going to be a dogfight. Um it just the bandits have to show up. They have to keep their momentum that they've built. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about, it's been some time since they played last, um, right? I mean, they swept Toronto, Colorado went the full series. So bandits haven't played since May 13th, right? It was two weeks ago. Um, so Colorado just finished up their series on Saturday, this past Saturday. So um, they played a little more recently. So is it good to give guys more time to kind of heal up and right? Chase Frazier didn't finish the second half of the last Toronto game because of his foot. So give him extra time to heal up. Yeah, that's great. But um, is it going to take them a little bit to kind of get into the game um, against Colorado in game one? We'll see if it's a slow start, if it takes them a little bit to get their sticks moving and get their feet under them. Um that could be dangerous for him, right? You're going to need Matt Vince to be on top of his game again. Um, hold off some early shots so the boys on offense can get it going. So we'll see. Um, we start off in Bandit Land on the 27th, then on the 29th, it goes to Colorado. Then if game three is needed, comes back to Bandit Land, back to Buffalo uh, on June 3rd. So Let's hope they can get it done. Let's hope they can sweep it. Just be done with it, right? Just two games, get it over with. Um, I'd love to see them win it in Buffalo, but we just want them to win no matter what. So um, I think they can do it. Like I said, I think this team got hot at the right time. It feels like this is the team of the destiny. This is the team to finally get it over with, um, to get all the, oh, so close, right? Just be done with that. Um, so I don't know. They, they want to win it so bad. Um, they also want to get to their PLL teams because that kicks off uh, next weekend as well. So lots at stake for everyone. Um, but I think we're in for some really entertaining lacrosse uh, one way or another. So definitely tune in, support the team. If you're in Buffalo and get a chance to go, absolutely go. Bandit Land's going to be rocking. Um, party at the Plaza's back. So it's uh, going to be a fun atmosphere for sure. Yeah, it kind of feels like this series, as much as you want to hope for a sweep, it kind of gives me the vibe that this could go the full series three game that kind of give Buffalo a redemption story, get game three back at home, win it in front of their fans this year. Um, But yeah, they better, like you said, the rest will be a big sign early. They'll see if they're kind of flying around, getting behind Bandit Land's noise or if it takes them Mm -hmm five, six, seven minutes or the whole first quarter to get involved or not. Yeah. And that, that really, that's the biggest X factor is how is this two weeks off going to impact them? Um, Because like I said, they are usually able to start games pretty hot. Then they have a lull in the second quarter and it takes them until the third quarter to kind of wake up fully and finish out games. So if they've got a slow first quarter and they're not able to build a lead 
establish some offense, anything, and they fall into that trap and that slump in the second quarter, it's going to be a battle to try to dig themselves out, especially if Matt Vince, um, right, is falling behind a net and he can't see shots and and he's letting soft goals in uh, as he did during the regular season. So he's been incredible throughout the playoffs, right? I'll give credit where credit's due. Uh, He's been incredible this playoff season. So let's hope that continues. I just, I am worried about them having two weeks off, especially all the emotion you've had, right? You took care of business against Rochester. You absolutely embarrassed Toronto. Your two biggest rivals in this league, destroyed them emotions were high everyone was feeling great then you got to sit there and wait right to figure out who you're playing so we'll see hopefully that that's not going to matter they're going to walk into bandit land that place is going to be rocking and they're going to be fine but we'll have to wait and see um so i will absolutely be watching won't be able to go but i will be watching i'm sure we'll see some uh bills players there a lot Mm -hmm. of bills players back for uh otas um, Stefan Diggs not being one of them. A lot of people stirring that up in the media per usual. Diva. Yeah, Diva doesn't want to be here. You know, him and Josh Allen hate each other, even though Josh went to his charity basketball game. But yeah, whatever. Um, so OTAs are back. Obviously, they're optional. Um, you don't see a ton of uh storylines, you don't get too much highlight tapes, like it's a a little bit secluded to the media. They don't like to blow it up too, too much, but um, you do hear things from reporters. You hear guys like Vaughn, you hear guys like Josh talk, um, and you hear what they have to say about some of the new guys coming in and like who's impressing and, you know, where's Vaughn, when's Vaughn going to come back? You know, he guaranteed he'd be back before week six, but he's not ruling out week one. Um, so that week six would go right along what you had predicted um, last yeah. show, Andrew. Um, so based on just, you know, highlights and reports you've seen, what is the one thing, um, that's kind of stuck out to you as far as maybe an interview, something someone said, or maybe a player that, um, that you watched and got some highlights of that you're like, Oh, like this, this is a little different. Um, you know, I like, I like what I've seen out of Dalton Kincaid so far. Um, right. He's, um, had one full week with the team seems to be fitting in well right got to get used to catching uh footballs from josh everyone says that who who has to catch balls from josh says that it takes him a, a little bit to get used to it but um you know i like what i've seen it does not look like a tight end i know that's been a, a hot debate on twitter is he a tight end is he not a tight end how do you you know who cares what you classify him as he's doesn't a big matter. boy <laughs> dude looks like he can catch some footballs and that's all I care about. So um, he's been proving that so far. Looks like he's fitting in very nicely. Um, Josh and um, Gabe Dave seem to be kind of clicking, putting things back together, right? I've seen a couple of videos of him hitting Gabe on some long balls. So that looks like that's coming back. Hopefully, I don't know. It's OTAs. Who the hell knows? Um, But it's just like little things like that. And that's, that's what's most important right now. Let's be honest is, can Josh gel with his receiver room, with his weapons, with the guys who are catching the balls, however you want to classify them, whatever the hell their position is, can Josh gel with them? Um, and, you know, that's what I've been, I have been looking out for on Twitter and um, everything looks to be good, right? Like they're catching balls, looks to be smooth. Josh's throwing arm looks great. Elbow doesn't seem to be bothering him. So all, uh, all good signs there, right? So. 
uh, definitely hopeful, ready for training camp to start up um, at the end of the summer to kind of get more look into where guys are kind of lining up, what reps people are, you know, guys are taking and um, how it looks when you got a defensive line against you, when you got uh, defenders against you. So this is just, of course, you know, very, very small, minute stuff, but it's nice to just see guys in helmets catching footballs again. Yeah. And for me, looking more so on the defensive side, uh, first and foremost, Puna Ford is a monster of an individual. That dude is going to be eating up people for the Bills, and I'm super excited about it. Um, also, very interesting, Dorian Williams. You know, Brandon Bean, right after the draft, kind of said he's going to be learning behind Matt Milano. And granted, it is OTAs, take everything with a grain of salt, but uh, Sean McDermott already had him and talked about it, kind of learning the middle linebacker spot during OTAs and learning the position. So, um, and he already said he might have a chance to kind of earn that during training camp. So, um, that's pretty telling, um, to me. And then the last thing, which I really loved seeing was, uh, Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio do a podcast and Matt talked about Trey White. Just having the juice back, the smile, bouncing around, dancing. You know, uh, Stefania Bell does a great job for ESPN. Is always talking about how it really takes a player almost two seasons, like a full season and a half, to like get back from an ACL injury. Um, so now we're getting that with Trey. And from what Matt was saying was it kind of feels like he has that vibe. He has that swagger back. Um, and that's just a great thing to see, um, for this bill's defense. It's really interesting. Um, what the defense is going to look like. I know, I feel like a lot of people are not concerned, but I feel like a lot of people think that the bill season could, you know, hinge on what Sean McDermott does with the defense. And if it affects him as a head coach in general, because he seems super excited to get back to his defensive roots. And if he can make a great defense, that's awesome. But if it affects what he does as a head coach or how he controls the offense and the team as a whole aspect, um, it can get unraveled quickly. So I'm interested to see how he kind of uh, handles that um, as well. Yeah, there is uh, a lot to be excited for on this team, right? And, and Trey's one of them. And, bringing that juice, bringing that energy right away, right away with OTAs is huge, um, right? This team is so close. They've got such great chemistry. So to see that happen in May, voluntary, voluntary workouts um, is huge, right? The guys that are there are putting in work. They're taking things seriously. Um, they know what's at stake this season. So I love it. Um, let's just keep getting better. And like I said, we're getting closer and closer to training camp where we get even more taste and uh, it's nice to have things back. And speaking of things being back, DeAndre Hopkins watches back, isn't it, Nick? Brandon Bean, uh, insert Brandon Bean sunglasses gif because uh, <laughs> everyone was like, you got to give up a third, you got to give up a fourth, do anything you can to get them. And mm -hmm. then the Cardinals ended up doing a post one designation release. So they're just going to eat his $22 million in cap. So he's basically free to sign anywhere. Obviously Bill's Twitter's freaking out. Mm -hmm. uh, Von Miller already did the eyeballs thing, posted DeAndre Hopkins on his Instagram story. So GM Von, uh, as Andrew loves, is fully back in effect again. Um, obviously there's some connections. He did the podcast, like I said, a few weeks ago, with Brandon Marshall saying Josh Allen was 
one of the quarterbacks he would love to play with. Um, he wants to go to an organization where there's GM continuity because he's gone through so many. The Bills have that, and they obviously have a top defense as well. And take it with a grain of salt again because you never know what guys are doing with cryptic social media posts and whatever. But a lot of people seem to be pointing out today when he kind of did his goodbye to Arizona and everything, you would think of his whole entire tenure, one of his best moments was him just absolutely mossing three bills during the Hale Murray and he uh, he didn't post that one. Uh, so take that for what it is. Probably absolutely nothing, just like everything else is during the offseason. Um, yeah. But, I mean, the, if the Bills are able to add DeAndre Hopkins, that's just another win. I know people are – I know Nate Geary had thrown out, you know, how worried they were about giving him like an OBJ-type deal and that kind of money. But then our good friend Greg Thompson – talked about you know just restructuring i want to say it was trey white and Dion dawkins i believe Mm -hmm. and basically you can give him the exact same deal if not a little more for obj but it's only like a 3.5 million dollar actual cap hit so if they're able to do that add him in with Diggs, davis kincaid knox hardy all these guys um the bills are going to be even more of a problem so um the only thing i'm Really hoping for is he is not a Kansas City Chief. That's the only thing I ask anybody but that team. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'm just ready for it to be over. I'm sick of hearing about DeAndre Hopkins. Like, just someone sign him, please, so we can be done with this. Just get it over with. Um, we'll see. I mean, if he if he comes here, great. People are going to be happy. But then you're going to have the whole crowd going on and on about, oh, Diggs is going to be pissed. Diva Diggs all season. It's just like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Just – Something happened, please. For the love of God, I'm sick of this. Something happened. So we'll see. Maybe Bean After Dark will take place and we'll wake up tomorrow. Uh, and it won't be like the AB trade. Yeah. Uh, two, or, Tuesday two. is the Tuesday is kind of the day to watch. The, uh, yeah. you know, like I said, it's they designated him for uh, uh, post one. But I believe on Tuesday is when you can actually kind of start talking to him from what I've seen. Um, like so. That. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll be interesting. It'll probably be. I we have a feeling he'll probably pick a destination relatively quickly just to get acclimated before the season. Sure, um, you never know. Um, but if you can tune in to watch the Bandits tomorrow, um, continue to go and support Rochester if you're in the Rochester area. Um, I know they've been streaming a lot of the games on MSG, so definitely give them a watch. They're electric to watch. They've been scoring a ton of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, at home and I already know that games three and four are completely sold out which is awesome to see Um, and then yeah we're going to get a lot more Bills content in the coming weeks once training camp gets rolling around and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more restructuring of contracts and uh, bringing in and releasing guys to um, the active roster and whatnot so a um, lot to be excited about but that's pretty much going to do it for today's episode appreciate everyone for tuning in um, each and every week once again um, give us a follow on our socials on Instagram and Twitter, um, which is in our link tree in the description on Spotify and Apple. This has been the Buffalo Oil Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. These guys are good. Scary good. What a connection. Allen and Diggs. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills.